Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. So a little more on this explosion up in suburban Cleveland. Uh, 13 people injured. One died. Uh, the name of the factory, the I. Schaumann & Company Foundry. Uh, big time blast. A guy who works across the street said, We were loading a truck getting ready to leave. It was the loudest noise we've ever heard. Everything was shaking. Things were falling off the shelves here. We looked out, saw a huge plume of smoke about 40 feet down from the entrance. It blew up half the building. It blew debris and shrapnel. Their cars were on fire. It was just pandemonium after the explosion. Uh, One of the television stations in Cleveland reported that the blast was so powerful, bricks from the building were thrown across the parking lot. The brick wall of the building was eradicated. Bricks hit nearby businesses and cars totaling some vehicles. So they closed all the roads around this area. For about five hours, things uh, traffic-wise got back to normal around 7.30 p.m. And, of course, they don't know what caused it. It's a foundry, so they do work with molten metals. Right now, there's a huge industrial fire going on in Florida. There was one in Florida a couple of days ago. There was one in Chicago over the weekend. Do these things happen all the time? Or do they just get headlines now because of the East Palestine train derailment? I guess what I have learned is that train derailments happen a lot more than I thought they did. We have some numbers in on uh, train derailments in the state of Ohio, which is, you know, I think a reasonable investigative story to do in the aftermath of a disaster like this. I can't say how many times a year, but I can tell you that when I worked in Delaware for three years, uh, there is a foundry on the south edge of what I would call the the main part of the Mm -hmm. city of Delaware. Uh, And the fire department was sent there at least several times a year to, uh, they didn't have an explosion like what you see in Cleveland, but they would, they would have, you know, people hurt and, you know, there would be an issue. It is a foundry. So they are pouring molten metal and something would go wrong and they would have to call for the fire department. And you didn't really see a lot of information on the TV news because there's only so much they can get on the outside of the building. They're not going to let them inside because of the um, serious nature of what what happens. Well, yeah, because you see something like this happen in Cleveland. They're like, that's what can happen in a worst case scenario. It can. That's correct. And this train derailment is is exhibit A of that because Mm -hmm. we have trains go through Ohio all the time. We got trains pass by my house uh, probably three, four times a day. Uh, but here's what a USA Today investigation found: uh, the railroad company, that's Norfolk Southern, responsible for the derailment in East Palestine, has among the highest train accident rates in the country. It's about number two in the country. Union Pacific is worse. Okay, so how many miles of track do they have in Ohio? See, this is what I did not know: that the company owns the line. Like, other trains don't use the same line. I just assumed the train, the rails were, like, 
interstate highways, and everybody could use them. Apparently, you have to have your own lines. So that would make you responsible if the lines are deteriorated. And has everybody seen this short video on social media of supposedly someplace in Ohio where it looks like the train rails are just laid on the ground and not, you know, spiked into the ground. These trains are like going along bumpity, 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 bump. And I mean, I was skeptical of that because it just looked to me like there's no way any train is really using that. The things they can do now with CG and the things they can do with AI and all this stuff, you don't know what to believe and what not to believe. But back to the train derailment in Ohio. Uh, Norfolk Southern transports goods across 20,000 miles of rail in 22 states. And they calculate the accident rate by accidents per million train miles. That tells you how much ground they cover, by the way. So they report an average of 261 accidents a year since 2019. 261 accidents a year since 2019. That's an accident every three quarters of a day. So, okay, well, any accidents this morning? No. Well, there's one going to happen this afternoon. No accidents today? Uh Uh-oh, two tomorrow. That's a crazy amount of accidents, I think. And it shouldn't surprise you that they're trying to make longer trains to carry more goods so that they can jack up the profits. And they're making money. I saw the Norfolk Southern president made $8 million last year, and I'm not against that. I don't want to be against CEOs making money. I'm just saying that's a very profitable endeavor if they are paying their CEO $8 million a year. So what do the national safety experts say? Well, they say, of course, that they're prioritizing profits over safety. Here's a guy named Bob Comer, now lives in Kansas City. He investigates train accidents, more than 800 of them in his career. He said, when you think about running a train that's two to three miles long, they're going to make a ton of money running that train. They don't care about the safety situation. Well, now see, this is where the consumer advocates can go too far. You got you got a big investment there in a train, Okay. Is it to the advantage of the rail company for the train to crash and be out of commission and the rail line to be out of commission? No, of course not. Okay? So you can't have it both ways, Mr. Comer. If they're making a ton of money transporting goods, then it would behoove them to be safe because then the money train doesn't stop, right? Okay, so I'll just pump the brakes a little bit on every big company's evil, every profitable company is evil. This is where the consumer advocates just get over their skis. They don't care about the safety situation. That's a ridiculous comment. Of course they care about the safety situation. Do they sometimes play fast and loose because, hey, if we add a couple more cars, we add, maybe. But to say they don't care about the safety situation, no. Absolutely not true. Now, what I haven't noticed, and I guess now that I think about it, this is true. Have you noticed trains don't have cabooses anymore? Very few trains have cabooses. So this was a federal requirement that trains have cabooses up until a few years ago. Now, what's the significance of the caboose besides you knowing, okay, this thing's finally over and I can 
wait for the crossing rails to go up and I can be about my day again. A caboose is where they housed the crew. And the bigger the crew, supposedly the more monitoring of the train, the axles, all this stuff, and the ability to use brakes on the train from behind. But if no caboose, there's nobody back there. They have like an automatic kind of a thing that they put on the back of the train. And people are saying they need to bring the cabooses back so that it will bring more safety back. On this train that derailed, this surprises me. How many people do you think they had on this train? How many train people working on this train, this 150-car train that derailed in East Palestine? I was about to say, I, I think I was reading in that well, don't go off what you're hours. reading because that's well, that's accurate. I'm thinking just no, in my mind. No, I think it like, said three. Yeah. And, and I also believe that I read in the last day or two that they were actually aware that they had a problem. There are um, safety issues in the tracks that test for heat. So they had gotten some type of notice, notification that they had a problem, and they were attempting to do emergency measures. Now, I don't know how fast it was running when it derailed i haven't seen that maybe maybe you've seen something i've not on seen that. any i don't speed know if they've that, released no. that information to me if they tell me my axle's on fire i'm stopping well but how long does it take to stop a 100 yeah, car that's, train that's true exactly so and more of this is going to continue to come out as they release more information i'm not trying to defend what happened i'm just saying there were say from what i was reading yesterday there were safety measures that had began and does that sound right was there three yeah, three people. Three people running the train. I mean, just in my head, I don't have any knowledge of trains or how many people you need or whatever. But three people on a 150-car train? That does not seem ac- adequate to well, me. Well, I saw something on the national news last night that they're allowed to run them with only two people. And I thought, well, this one had three. That's what I've read anyway. Man, I'm hoping that these people are paid well because that seems like a lot of responsibility. Holy cow. I just in my mind was thinking, eh, 150 cars, they probably got 20 guys on that train. No, three. Three guys. Whew, that seems that seems wholly inadequate to me. Hmm. Uh, the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, is uh, going to hold Norfolk Southern's feet to the fire. Not the chemical fire, just the figurative fire. Uh, He wrote a letter yesterday, strongly worded, I'm sure, to the CEO of Norfolk Southern, uh, saying that the rail company must demonstrate unequivocal support for the people of East Palestine. Well, what's good for the goose is good for the uh, gander, Pete. Uh, Maybe you should show unequivocal support for the people of East Palestine by, you know, showing up and taking a look at things. Just an idea. Here's what Pete's letter said. Norfolk Southern must live up to its commitment to make residents whole and must also live up to the obligation to do whatever it takes. There, You knew he's a Democrat, right? So you knew the phrase, whatever it takes, was going to be in there somewhere because they're always doing whatever it takes. They're doing whatever it takes on the border. They're doing whatever it takes to lower gas prices. They're doing whatever it takes to get inflation under control. Nothing they try works, but it's, you know, whatever it takes. But I digress. You also must live up to your obligation to do whatever it takes to stop putting communities such as East Palestine at risk. This is the right time for Norfolk Southern to take a leadership position within the rail industry 
I think they already have that. I think looking at their revenue, they seem to be doing pretty well. Take a leadership position within the rail industry, shifting to a posture that focuses on supporting, not thwarting efforts to raise the standard of U.S. rail safety regulation. Thanks for nothing, Pete. Uh, What about Norfolk Southern's expenditures on rail safety? Well, they have a public relations person who tells USA Today that railroads in their entirety, not just Norfolk Southern, but all of them, invest $20 billion annually in maintenance and improvements to prevent accidents before they happen. Theoretically. Ideally. Uh, This was an interesting stat to me. 99.9% of all hazardous material shipments reach their destination without incident and that the hazmat accident rate on trains has declined by 55% since 2012. Less than 1% of all train accidents result in hazmat release over the last 10 years. So this is, I want to be fair to them. This is a horrific accident. Two things can be true. You can have a horrific accident, and this was one. This can, and I believe will, ruin the town of East Palestine for 20 years. I would not feel safe living in that community. I would not feel safe moving back into that community. I can't even imagine how, at this juncture of this disaster, I, I as a resident, like if Norfolk Southern came to me right now and said, we'll write you a check for X, I don't even know how I would feel about that being adequate. Don't touch it. Yeah, no. for, for the whole, like, Mm-mm. you got to uproot your family and move somewhere. Okay, so that's great. All right, you get, let's say $5 million. You got $5 million. You got to, well, I guess if you got $5 million, you don't have to go find another job right away. But it's just... You're taking your kids away from all their friends. You're, I mean, it's just, you think it's simple, right? Oh, write me a big check. I'll go away. It's not simple. Mm-hmm. It's not simple. When you try to, like, walk it out, okay, well, we'll move here. We'll move there. We'll do, are you leaving all your friends? You're going to go to a strange new community? You're going to find a new school, find a new church, find new friends? See, that's where this becomes really, really complicated. Well, but so-and-so's not going to leave. My my mom's not going to leave. My, my, my cousins aren't going to leave. I don't know. Yeah. How far away is far enough away? All those things. So it's a very, very complicated thing. And yet if you go back there, then you're putting yourself right into the danger zone for the future. I do not believe for a second that the ground that those chemicals were burned on is safe for the future because that's where they relayed new rail lines to get those trains running Mm -hmm. again. They did not take that ground out, take it somewhere, dump it somewhere, and bring in new dirt. They didn't do that. No? No. I thought I they, thought they referenced that. that in the they first day They are doing some so. of it now, but okay. they did not do it right away. All right. So it's a complete and total mess there. I just want to double back on Buttigieg. It says here uh, in the last two hours he has been quoted as saying that he's going to be careful to respect the independent role of the NTSB, stay out of their way, and entering another phase about the policy he plans to visit later. Oh. And as you know, Donald Trump is going to yes. be there. And uh, at the end of the week, mm-hmm. activist Aaron Brockovich yeah. plans to visit 
uh, but he's not currently scheduled at this time, I would say, based on this article. This is uh, WKYC television. Yeah, it's a Cleveland station. Right. Yeah, Donald Trump will be there tomorrow. And Aaron Brockovich, not Julia Roberts playing no, Aaron Brockovich. The, the real, real Aaron, Aaron Brockovich. Brockovich. Friday. <laughs> For those of you who know the movie from years ago, well, don't, get your, don't get your hopes up, fellas. Julia Roberts not coming. <laughs> Aaron Brockovich will be there. And you have to get, like, you have to get advanced tickets to that because they're, she's going to pack the place out. Because she's going to be there with a lawyer. Yep. And she's, an, she's been through this before. This is how she became Aaron Brockovich with a settlement against a big company that contaminated the water supply. This was out in California maybe two decades ago. So she's good for her going there and trying to help these people out, give them the benefit of her expertise. But it's just a mess. I can't even imagine how you do it. But I do know this. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. Norfolk Southern needs to set up an office right there in that community. They need to be there. They need to listen. They need to they need to respond and we're already hearing reports that a lot of people, once they get their $1,000 for their hotels and their meals, and they go back for more, and Norfolk Southern is saying no. It's, I, will, I will acknowledge it's an impossible situation to fix in the short term and in the long term. I don't know how you come out of this and have people go, you know, they handled that pretty well. It's a terrible situation, but they handled it pretty well. Some things are just impossible to handle. And then other things are... Very easy to predict. Women's History Month is uh, next month here in, uh, I guess, not just Columbus, but everywhere. And Columbus City Council is not going to be left out. (laughs) They are going to hear testimony today at 530 at Columbus City Hall for new legislation that will, they say, once and for all, fix pay equity in the city of Columbus because women are not paid enough. The pay gap is not to the liking of Columbus City Council. So the first portion of their proposed legislation will ban, they love banning things, ban Columbus employers from asking job candidates for previous salary history. Can't ask people what they used to make because the thought is that sets the bar too low and then they lowball you and you end up with inadequate pay. Uh Here's a quote from one of the wokest of the wokesters on Columbus City Council, Lords Barrasso de Padilla. This is really putting a stake in the ground to say we believe in pay equity for all people. And we see places like California where they actually put this ban into effect. 4% of all people made more money and 6% of people of color made more money. Do those seem like good results? Of a law? Like, I would think a law would affect more people than 4% of one group and 6% of another.